0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC.
1: I'm trying to do everything I can. You know, the Major League Baseball, the Tampa Rays have a philosophy of the opener where they start a middle reliever instead of a true
2: starting pitcher. So maybe I could somehow try to convert their thought process of having an opener and that we can have a... Uh, that
1: same thing basketball with our starting lineup because certainly the way we started last game was not the way you want to start a basketball game on the road and get down 14 to nothing. Nope. (laughs) Sure don't. That is Eric Musselman, or as I like to call him, Captain Obvious. In that case, at least. You definitely do not want to start like that anymore. That did not work out well. Hogs fall at Georgia, but give Georgia a lot of credit. They made a ton of shots. Arkansas will try to rebound, no pun intended. And I don't even mean that literally because we know they're not going to. Against LSU tomorrow. Razorback baseball is on the diamond today. Speaking of trying to rebound, Wes. And they're going to do it against Illinois State after smoking Eastern Illinois. But little different kind of challenge today, huh?
3: Yeah, you know, the pit- pitcher, you would think uh, it's a midweek guy for a team that's not very good. They're below 500. but right. this midweek pitcher, the last time out, beat Oklahoma, a team that just beat Arkansas. In fact, the pitcher he was up against for Oklahoma, the next outing, threw a no-hitter against LSU. Baseball. It's a stupid game, right? No, it's a crazy game. What College they say basketball about it? is
1: stupid. College basketball has been insane this yeah, year. Baseball is typically the most unpredictable, but this year it has been... All about hoops being nuts. All right, we are going to go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline because there's a very special guest standing by. A guy who, on more than one occasion, has gotten my hopes up a little too much. He did it again on Wednesday night. Now here we are. Look at him. See this disappointed face of mine? My face is disappointing. I know it is. Should. Oh.
0: Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by Bring a Battery. If you need a battery, call Bring a Battery at 501-747-6217 and they'll bring it to you when you need it the most. Here's Bradley for three. His first tray is good. He had six. You pick the time, place, and battery, and then let Bring a Battery do the rest.
1: Yeah. Next year, Pat comes back on with us. I want you to find nothing but defensive stats uh highlights. Bradley with a uh-huh. steal! Oh Bradley with a big rebound.
2: Bradley sure with a block shot. It.
1: How many block shots did you have in your career, Pat? Um, I
2: think I had one. I had seven steals in a game though.
1: In one game?
2: One game. Woo! That's impressive. It, was, it, it was a wild and crazy game though. Let me just say it. Wild game. Um, wild, wild game.
1: So Wednesday night, Pat, we went out to Brewski's. I even got freaky Joe yeah. Franklin to go out in public. It was crazy. And Ray Tucker. It was quite a crew. Wow. So we sat there and we were all at Twitter. Watching you and Jimmy Dykes kick it with Noka. Hmm. And after the game, after Arkansas had gotten a huge lead, given most of that lead back, and then pulled away from Tennessee, they said, Is the Arkansas tournament team? And you and Jimmy both said, Yep. We gotta go home again at some mm. point. And then Saturday happened. And honestly, as much as I have to, you gotta you gotta give Arkansas a little bit of criticism. I gotta give a ton of credit to Georgia just for making shot after shot the other day.
2: Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing is you know, when you look at the eleven oh start, um, you know, it's easy to look at uh, it's shots that are missed and we're not scoring, we can't score, but we give up 11 points in less than four minutes. <clears throat> so I think it was 11-0 at the 16-34 mark. Hmm. Um, that ain't going to beat anybody. If you give up 11 points in three and a half minutes mm-hmm. and then end up giving up 99 points for the game.
1: Right. In, um, the, in the second half, though, PB, I mean, it was Arkansas would come down and make plays. They just could not get stops on the other end. Georgia was phenomenal offensively.
2: Yeah, and that's to me the biggest thing is you know, there was a reason why Muscleman went into this year and basically made sure from a defensive standpoint that that's where they were going to win games. I mean, it's not, a, it's, I don't think it's, um, you know, he made any secrets that if they don't come out and do what they have to do defensively, uh, they don't have enough guys who can score. Because you look at the – you watch that game. Isaiah Joe misses a shot. Mason Jones misses a shot. Well, guess what? Those guys aren't making shots. You don't really – I mean, you know, you really don't have – you know, Desi Stills has shown he can score. But outside of those two guys, we know it's going to be tough sledding. Right. So they just – from a defensive standpoint, they didn't have it. And, yeah, give credit to Georgia because – they're a team that, you know, they you can look at their record and uh, obviously they don't have a great record, but they have talent. It's very, it's freshman talent, but, um, you know, they, the kid Anthony Edwards, obviously, he can take over at any time, so right. um, it's just giving up 99 points, man. I mean, they scored 90, which is great, but you go on the, you know, on the road and you're not going to win many games giving up nine. I mean, how many of 100 to 99 games are you going to
3: win? Not many. I, I couldn't understand all the uh, criticism last week, the last couple of weeks on Tom Crean. And then I watched him play, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> now I know why everybody's upset with him. That's a good team. How in the world did they only have four wins going into this game?
2: Well, you know, one of the struggles they had is coming into this year, he had 10 newcomers. He had nine freshmen, nine freshmen, and one graduate transfer. And so with that comes inconsistency. Inconsistency with taking care of the ball. Inconsistency with what's a good shot, what's not. Inconsistency with how to defend on every play. Um, So you know, I think that was, and he put himself in that position. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's the one that it's in his second year. So I, he wanted to basically, uh, gut the roster from last year and bring in all the guys. One of them happens to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. And I, I think that too, I think people hear that and they probably put George's expectations much higher than they should have been. Um, so they, they'll be fine. Um, but I can't imagine. Can you imagine coaching a team with nine freshmen on it? Um, and it's,
1: Cal Perry does it every year. I hear him crying about it. Yeah,
2: he, he does this year. He's fortunate. He's got a team of old men. <laughs> he's got a junior and three sophomores. Whoa. Um,
1: yeah, that's crazy. For yeah, that. I
2: know. Exactly. So, But, you know, Crean had one all, uh, McDonald's All-American. You know, Cal has, what, six of them? Sure. Yeah. Um, But it's frustrating. So, yeah, I think with with Tom Crane, the whole year has been about those guys not understanding how to defend um, as well as they have to on every play. And a lot of freshmen don't. They don't realize that how you have to be, you know, in high school, you're coming from a situation where maybe there's one guy on the other team that can beat you. You can take plays off. You can focus just on defense. Most of those guys are thinking about how they're gonna get their shutoff on offense. They're not thinking about defense. So but they're getting better. I mean you you saw the game Saturday. Now from a defensive standpoint, still not. They don't have true toughness um that that from a defensive standpoint that can help. But guess what? What happens if they beat Florida? Then what? Now Florida's in the doghouse. Mm-hmm. They can play spoilers, not only to Arkansas, they can do it to Florida, too, which is concerning for the SEC.
1: So what about the league? you got four teams in as of today, it looks like, with Alabama, South Carolina, Mississippi State up in the air, potentially one of them playing in as a fifth team. And you just talked about the potential for Florida <clears throat> getting themselves into a negative conversation. What, what's your mm. anticipation? What do you expect?
2: Well, it looks – I can't imagine that – you know, Florida and Mississippi State would tank, right? So you feel good about four and the fifth would have to be Mississippi State. Now, unfortunately, they're playing a losable game today at South Carolina, who seems to have been knocked out of the conversation because they lost at Alabama on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, So it seems to me what's going to end up happening is entering the SEC tournament, You'll have Mississippi State. If South Carolina wins tonight, maybe they sneak back in the conversation. Uh, The Hogs beat LSU, and then win at Texas A&M. Maybe so we'll have about four teams. You you feel pretty good about Kentucky, LSU, Auburn, Florida. The state Florida is able to take care of business, Um, and they Florida ends finishes this season hosting Kentucky. So that would be a really good win. Uh, you would think would they win that, that would put them back in the tournament. But so, the way I see it, you have Mississippi State, Arkansas, South Carolina, even Alabama, although they seem to be on the outs, will all play at the SEC tournament. And it'll be a neutral court victory against teams that are right around. 50 in the net rankings. So, if you're adding it up, uh, a victory with a top 50, against a top 50 team on a neutral court, is considered a Quadrant One win. the very coveted, sweet, sweet music to the committee's ears. A Quadrant One win. So, you know, whether it's Mississippi State, whether, it does, whether it's us, whether somebody gets an opportunity on Thursday to, uh, to win a Quad, to get a Quadrant One win, Maybe that maybe that puts puts somebody in. Maybe that puts a, a a six team in. Certainly, you know, you'd think it would it would secure a fifteen. Um, but outside of that, man, it'd be it'd be a long shot to get sick, I would think at this point. Um, unless one of those teams goes on a incredible run to win the tournament. I don't know if I don't know if the Hawks have the depth to do that. You know, win four games in four days. A tough sledding, boy. buddy, that would be tough. pat
3: LSU started off eight and zero. They're three and five in their last eight games. What what's happened with LSU?
2: They they're another team, man. They from a defensive standpoint, for whatever reason, sometimes it's just personnel and mentally they they allow dribble penetration. They allow and when they lost to Vandy, I don't know. Maybe it's just the number ninety nine. They give up ninety nine points. <laughs> 99 to 90. That's how they lost to Vandy, um, and it was a lot of just dribble penetration, dribble kick, dribble kick for a three, dribble layup. Um, they have a solid core of guys. You know they're athletic. That's the concern against, I guess, the Razorbacks is they get up on off the glass man, and they themselves take it to the rim. Um, but you're going to be able to get off some shots against them. That's the good news. So I think if, if you can limit their uh, them on the glass, if you can just compete, you're not going to beat them on the glass, just compete, um, you'll be able to score against them. They don't really have any rim protection. No guys are going to block shots. Um, although they do get some, some athletes, fantastic athletes. <clears throat> um, but that's The concern, you know, they'd lead the league in field goal percentage. A lot of it is because they're shooting a lot of layups, man. They just get to the rack. So um, I'm sure Coach Musselman would be interested to see because we've seen how he's dialed up defenses against post players. So I'll be curious to see um, what he's going to do this time around against you know, LSU and and their ability to attack the paint.
1: Talking to Pat Bradley on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, courtesy of our friends at Bring a Battery, bringabattery.com. PB, Mason Jones, and Isaiah Joe have a decision to make after the season is over. If you were father or mentor to either, what would you tell them to do?
2: I would say take as much free stuff as you can. Get your jerseys. Make sure you get your uniform. And after that, I would say meet with every. VM coach work out with them as much as you can. It is, and I think it it'll become pretty clear for those guys um where they're gonna stand because anything outside the first round, I'd imagine now it, it you say come back next year and and here's the thing. The, the recruits that they have coming in, they probably know much better what what style of basketball those guys are. Like, I know Moses Moody. I know what kind of player he Well, I mean, I'm familiar with, with what he does and what he is. Jalen
1: Williams, yep. I've,
2: I've seen highlights of him. I don't know much about some of the other guys that are coming in. So, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones... Are they going to be splitting minutes with four guys that do the same exact thing as they do?
1: Well, we talked – you know, um, Coach Musselman's made it a point to say he likes a short bench. He only likes to play, you know, seven guys or whatever. So, I don't know that that's going to yeah. impact their playing time substantially, right? I and mean,
3: he's had a history at Nevada. He he doesn't like playing freshmen. I mean, he, he likes playing guys with experience, whether that's the he, grad yeah, transfers.
2: Guys, yeah.
3: yeah, so – I mean, to me – Well, then what happened? Yeah, I don't know. Well, because you guys- exactly.
1: The question is, Pat, does the NBA look at these guys, if they have the same kind of years, have a very successful year offensively, and the team wins more, does that raise their profile or not? Because they can't really prove much more we- playing-wise.
2: Yeah, well, I would think with Mason Jones, the trick is, you know, where where is his fit? And is he is he a two-guard in the NBA? Is he a three? Um, will he? You know, it's just it's. I think I think he's got great instincts. Um, I think from Isaiah Joe, a six-five shooter, seems to be you know no brainer that would fit into the into the the system
1: mm-hmm. of
2: anybody really. Right. And I know Coach Musselman's been talking up his defense lately. Um, so. You know, I mean, I hadn't get a chance to really break down what he does defensively. Who is
1: Joe Johnson's agent? Because that's really all I need to know. If I can get it, if I can get him with a Joe Johnson's agent, I say it's a no brainer, go pro. But if not, then maybe come back. Joe from here. Johnson agent <laughs> is is Mason
3: Jones a case of a really good college player, but maybe not an NBA player?
2: Um, I mean, he he could be, and that's that's the thing. He's so crafty and so clever in understanding how to score against the college defender. And, you know, it's almost – but the thing is, he's been able to do that. Like, nobody thought he could do it, even last year. He had big games last year. He had 30-point games last year. Mm -hmm. And nobody thought he could do it. And then all of a sudden, he does it. And he gets to the rim. And he he pump fake like he did last week against um, Tennessee. You know, he's in the lane, pump fake. Scoop shot. Step back three. Uh, so, but the other the other side of it, though, is, you know, Musselman does a great job of isolating him one-on-one. Like, he's a good one-on-one player, really good one-on-one player. Um, it, but the thing is, I mean, it, it's not like he's going to get drafted to do what he does for Arkansas for an NBA team right away. I mean, it's very rare you see, like, Trey Young do that at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And then step right in and do the same exact thing in the NBA. Right. You know, I mean, it's just, those are very special, special cases.
1: I'm glad you brought up Trey so, Young, Pat. Is, is getting nutmegged uh, disrespectful?
2: That's <laughs> funny how all of a sudden, like, that's become a thing. <laughs> like, in the last five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's almost like, what is ESPN Sports Center now have a, have a segment on all just that? <laughs> I mean, it was. It's something we always did, but I guess it was just uh, we only talked about more now.
1: That was never good. That was good. I
2: liked what happened. That he, was that was mm-hmm. nice
1: little nice. Yeah, block. Arisa yeah, a raise shoulder in him. I, I, I was never a good enough ball handler to even attempt that. So, like, I, I was trying to keep my ball away from the defender. I wasn't going to try to dribble between his dang legs. That's for sure.
3: Well, I think now that ESPN's shown it so much on TV, you, you, you don't want to be that guy that's getting nutmeg. So right. the, what do you Where? do about it? Well, you put your shoulder into him and don't let him go around you. Take your foul. Don't try that again Perfect. on me.
2: I think I'm more impressed when guys make passes. They're not make passes as opposed to the dribbles. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, just because it seems more practical. I don't know how practical it is to do that in a game. Like, maybe if you're being double-teamed, you know, and you've got two guys and you can't dribble through the double-team, so you put it through one guy's legs and then run through the double team. Maybe that's practical. But, uh, I mean, yeah, most times or not, you're trying to embarrass the guy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. It seems that way.
2: Oh, the pass is you less so.
1: Right. Uh, did you hear Rob Gronkowski talking about the call he got from the commissioner? No. Hilarious. What? Okay, so Rob uh, was named to the NFL 100 all-time team. and part of the 100th anniversary. So to get the announcement or to get the information, he got an actual call from the commission to congratulate him. And he went on a, I guess he was on, pardon my take, the podcast, and talked about it. Hilarious. This is the most Gronk story ever, PB. I mean, (laughs) the only thing is he didn't work a 69 into it, but other than that, it's the most Gronk story of all time.
0: Uh, All right, so here we go. So I get a phone call from New York, and it's no caller ID, and I'm just sitting there like, man, I don't want to answer this phone call. Like, like I, I don't, I don't want to answer, but you know, I'm bored. I'm sitting there debating and so I don't answer. So then it calls back again and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'll answer. I'm whatever. I'm, I'm going to mess around. Let me mess around with this phone call though. Like, so I answer, I'm like, hello. Like, hello. Oh, this? <laughs> hey, hey, Rob, uh, this is Roger Goodell. Uh, this is Roger Goodell. It's just Rob Gronkowski. And I was like, Hello. Hello. And I'm just thinking like, man, this is why I don't answer. People pranking me. People prank me. Rob, this is Rob Roger Goodell. I'm I'm looking for Rob Gronkowski. Hello. Hello. Is Rob Gronkowski there? Hello. And I'm like, I'm like no, I just hang up. It ended up being him. It ended up and being him. Your team, and so then your right, you're and then you're 100. And then I called him back, uh, called the office back. that He told me to call, and I called him back and talked to him. and He didn't bring up anything about that phone call. That's yeah, amazing. But when I see him, I can't wait to bring it up. I uh-huh. can't. I, I can't wait to bring up. I'm like, yo, who did you think that was? Going, hello. Yeah. Hello, what is this? I couldn't imagine <laughs> Rob Gronkowski getting that honor in any other yes. way.
1: He's such an idiot. I love it. He's so great. He's so great. I don't, I don't. You I don't know what? I can't him. decide. Is he really like? Is is he a mad genius? I mean, like, is there? I'm afraid there. I think there's actually a lot more going on up there than we give him credit for. PB, I mean, the guy is diabolical.
2: Aren't we, aren't we all, Gronkowski? When we see that, don't call I like or that yeah, block number. Yeah, but but I can't pull the trigger and actually yeah. pick it up. <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. I, I'm not if interested I enough that.
1: to try to entertain somebody by messing around or entertain myself. <laughs> Messing around, with them. I just can't even get myself to pick it up.
2: Right. You gotta be extreme in an extremely weird place to want to answer the phone like that. He's
1: in a weird place,
2: he is always in a weird place. I, I gotta is be he honest, coming back? PB, is he coming out of retirement,
1: no, is he? No, they can put him on the other he side is. from Hunter Henry in no. San Diego or wherever they are, LA.
3: And he's lost a lot of weight, he doesn't look, he's not bulked up like he was, he
1: looks good, yeah. Yeah. He looks um, more normal, like he, a normal guy,
3: fit guy.
1: Yeah, I'll say this: if uh, I've seen his girlfriend, Pat, and oh. I think if that was uh, the girlfriend, I don't know that I'd ever answer the phone again if I was him.
2: <laughs>
1: I'd be like, <laughs> I can't come to the phone again, ever, right? Because I'm with my girlfriend. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Old oh, Groff living the best life possible. I love him. I just I don't know, man. I don't know if he's. What's he gonna do? I mean, how many grunt cruises can you can you host? You know what I'm saying? I mean,
1: buddy, somebody's paying you to go cruise with, and probably his brothers get to go too with him. A lot. The answer's a lot. That's what people always say is like. What would you do if you're retired? I'm like, they're like, he's so bored. I'm like, uh, you know mean golf courses there on the country? Mm. You know mean places there on the <laughs> world? I mean, yeah. get out of here. I'll find something to do. If I'm independently wealthy, don't worry. And Rob's got lots of money, so I think he can probably yeah. keep himself busy. He's probably got some business just- interests.
2: Yeah, I know. I just, I just wonder about you know, guys like that. I mean, can you imagine? That's what is he? Twenty? Not is he thirty yet? I don't know, but he's gonna be close. He to
1: can walk. His brain doesn't work any worse than it did when he started out. I mean, <laughs> he's uh, he's got. I think he's got the cat by the, the, the tail, man, or whatever the saying is. I, I love it. I think it's great. And you
2: know, and I, I guess I, I'm just. I, I was gonna say, I guess I'm just concerned that what he's doing with his free time is. Answering his own phone, yeah, like but, uh, uh, an old lady.
1: But you know, it's better than like going Vince Neil and putting on 174 pounds and looking terrible and <laughs> you know, trash on your body and take, not taking. He looks like he's taking great care of himself, and yeah. uh, he seems to have all his faculties about him. At least all the ones he had before. I just, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, right. <laughs> uh, I think it's great. I applaud. I think he's, he's doing retirement the right way. So, and he said if he didn't have so many injury issues, it would have been harder to sell me on well, it.
2: He has, yeah, yeah, more you know a lot of those guys with the concussion stuff they probably want to retire but that dude had back. Hey
1: knees, listen, arm. you hung it up about five years earlier than you wanted to and if your knees and ankles cooperated you wouldn't have, but that's part of it. That's he- right, buddy.
2: We would have taken the Rim Rockets back to back to the championship game.
1: You could have been a star in China before coronavirus was even a thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been he- in and out before I even got infected by that.
3: Gronk's almost thirty-one, so he's he's getting up 31. there. Yeah, he's not coming back.
1: He could he could have played another five years. Oh though, yeah, but easily. He, but now that he's been out, he's not coming back. No, again, have you seen his girlfriend? Just, yes. I mean, the
3: defense. Race. That was when I when I Googled Rob Gronkowski, girlfriend comes up yeah. the second thing.
1: Yeah. hmm Oh really? Yeah. They're a cute couple. I like Rob. He seems like a good dude.
3: Hey, Pat, is Mason Jones the SEC Player of the Year?
2: Well. He certainly should be in the, mentioned as a candidate, nominee, whatever it is. It's going to be tough because you know, sitting there with Kentucky. <clears throat> looks like they're going to, at the very least, you know, be 16 and, I mean, 15 and 3. So, you know, I think Emmanuel quickly, not that he's, you know, he's not a lottery pick or anything like that, but it's just he's been playing the best on the best team. Yeah. Tyler Mays is playing well on a, on a successful team. So, you know, those guys seem to get the benefit of a team's success.
1: Wes and I are in the same boat. As long as Reggie Perry doesn't win it, we don't care. Okay, I'm going to give you the uh, zone question of the day, but I'm going to put a caveat on it so you don't put yourself in jeopardy with your job. You can't pick an SEC team. So the question of the day is, which team, if you're going to ride somebody today with about 10 days left in the regular season, if you're going to ride somebody for the national championship, who you going with? And you can't pick an SEC team, so give me somebody.
2: Gotta be Kansas. Gotta be Kansas.
1: Rick Barnes said he, he thinks Kentucky and Kansas are the two best teams in America.
2: I think they are. I don't think enough people are giving Kentucky credit. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they don't have, yeah, again, okay, they don't have, um, you know, a, John Wall or, you know, one of these Anthony Davis-type guy, but they've got very few weaknesses. And the weaknesses they do have, they've got the talent, on uh, a daily standpoint, that can make up for it. Like, they're not yep. a, a dominant offensive rebounding team, but they've got, you know, 6'11", 6'10", 6'9", 6'7 athletes that on any given night can get 15. Yeah, they can't shoot the three hmm. great, but on any given night, they can make 8-10, or 10, eight or ten.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, it's like, yes, that's technically their weakness, but <laughs> any given night, it could be their strength. It's just, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. They're a very complete team. That's, that's a good point.
1: All right, PB, amazingly. All right, couldn't, couldn't pick an SEC team, still worked it back around to Kentucky. Kentucky. All right, very good. <laughs> no, that's, that's magical right yeah. there, my friend. That's why he's the best. All right, PB, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you. Catch you next week. All right, boys, be safe. All right, thanks to Pat Bradley. And bring a battery. Simplifying your battery experience. Find out more at bringabattery.com because they'll bring you a battery, Wes, when you need it most.
3: It is Chevy Truck Month at of Guadani Chevrolet 2020. Chevy Silverado, 0% financing for 72 months plus a $500 cash allowance. That's what's going on right now on their website. Go to guatnichevrolet.com for all of the deals. It's also the 2019 sell-down. They want to get rid of all those 2019s. You can take advantage of it. Get that last 2019 off the lot. That's what James is telling those guys. They're doing whatever it takes to sell the 2019s go take advantage of it. Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. The 2020 Chevy Colorado. Here's your reason to switch. $2,000 cash allowance plus $1,000 cash allowance for current competitive owners. You get an additional offer. Also on the website, the new 2020 Chevy Silverado 2500 HD diesel, the big boy. 3250 cash allowance. Equinox Forty-five hundred dollars cash allowance, or you can get other great deals by going to their website. Previously owned vehicles on there too. Pictures of all the cars on the lot right now. Go to guatneychevrolet.com. Check out the deals. It's the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville.
1: Catchy, isn't it? Eleven forty-two. Yes, yes.
3: so, but this wasn't tied to a movie no. or,
1: or a uh... Spencer Lee band. They had a song that was in one of the Shades of Gray movies. Oh, okay, this is not name. it. No. But that's good, and I i mean, I looked online. I can't find any other music from them. They do tour, and they do play. I don't know how many other like original songs they have, but they're really good.
3: I swear, I've, I've heard this song somewhere. It was Here.
1: Like... We play it on his bumper a lot. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's where I've heard it. Let me look it up on the old Spotify there. Wes Spencer Lee Band.
3: Huh. Kissing Tree Golf Club. The Wolf is the song from- In San Marcos, Texas. Hmm.
1: The Wolf is uh, the song from the Shades of Grey movie. Mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey. Here's another song called River Water. That's a new one. I haven't seen that one. So, Anyway, I think they're really good. Uh, wow, we're up against another break already, so I guess we'll stay here for a minute. Lee service coming life and feedback. Anything worthwhile?
3: I'm still in Kissing Tree. Okay. You want me to go over there? No.
1: Scott says, uh, Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Indiana, with Duke being the last to be elevated to blue blood status. I, it's hard to argue with that yeah. list. I won't put Michigan State on par with those from a historical standpoint, but over the last 25 years – Michigan State's as good as mm-hmm. just about anybody and it, better but than a lot. you have to
3: throw UCLA in, even yeah. though they
1: haven't done anything in the last. It's a blue blood program. Two, yeah. They've been in the stink pot for a while. Yeah. Indiana hasn't done anything in no. a while either. No, you're right. Uh, 87 was their last title? Something like that. They didn't win one again after Smart and Alford, right? I don't think so. I can look it up. I don't think so either. They had that
3: page pulled up earlier, and I've already crossed it out.
1: Two things from the fight game, Wes, and then we'll take a break. Christian, I need a song with fight in the uh, mix. Mama said Knock You Out would be good. This fight's not in the mix. It's about a fight, though. Um, Two things in the fight game. Something from the Fight Club? Uh, I don't know any songs from Fight Club, but okay. You got to fight for your right to party. (laughs) It's a good song. (laughs) um thug nasty back in the octagon coming up may 2nd mark your calendars he was begging for it online he got it Mm -hmm. he's gonna fight a guy that hopefully pat bradley won't root for his name is his nickname is boston strong uh charles rosa who is 12 and 3 in his professional career and of course bryce mitchell our guy is undefeated at 12 and 0 may 2nd oklahoma city mark your calendars and make the trip if you can i'm gonna be out of town that weekend but For those of you who can make it, that's a good one to go over and catch. My man, Thug Nasty, in the octagon, hopefully taking care of business. And then— You said you got something going on there? Yeah, I'm out of town that weekend. Oh. Deontay Wilder, Wes. We know he lost to Tyson Fury in their rematch, right? They're going to fight again, and there's a little caveat to this that I think adds real intrigue, both from a pre-fight and an um, actual—from a practical standpoint in the fight itself. Mm Mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather thinks he can coach him to victory. I'm not here to argue against Floyd. Is he going to teach him how to box? He's going to teach him how to box, Wes. If I train him, I can teach him how to win. What do you think? Would that add intrigue for you?
3: I mean, to be a f- boxer, you're going to have to learn to box a little bit, right? You just can't w- hope to get that big punch. And
1: did you? Were you going to say you can't just whoop him? <laughs> You can't just walk in and whoop him. <laughs> whoop you can't. No. You can't just walk in and whoop him. Well, you, well I mean, it worked so the first crafty. time, right? Kind it, of. It, late. Draw. Well, he got later in the rounds, though. That's yeah. the thing. He finally got caught him late. He didn't get late this this one. He only got the seven.
3: But then I look, did you see the pictures, the before and after pictures of Fury? Mm-mm. I mean, he looked good. I mean, the no, way he, he lost. Yeah. I mean, to me that he, he gave gets up all 20
1: co- Cokes a day, diet, diet Cokes a day.
3: And, and overall, I mean, he's a guy that's lost like 130 pounds because yeah. he was at 400 at one point. And now he's at 270.
1: Well, he was committed. You knew that he was he yeah. was very committed to being successful this time around. And, you know, like talking about he left his wife and kids and all that, which I don't know if that was just so he could have prostitutes over during training camp. But nevertheless, I mean, yes, he did. He was obviously very committed and focused.
3: But can he learn to box well enough in a short period of time to win? Do you think that's even feasible?
1: I mean, he had a chance to win the first time around with, I wouldn't say no skills, but limited skills.
3: But that was a fat fury. This was now that you have an in shape fury. Is that good enough? I, I don't. Know. I don't
1: think it is. Fury's awkward. But if anybody can out, Fox awkward. It's, okay. Mayweather, who might be the best of all time, certainly the most unhittable. He can definitely help Deontay with his defense if nothing else. Yeah. It adds intrigue to me. And like if they did the no no doubt HBO or Showtime whoever handles their Fox or whoever does, mm-hmm. the behind the scenes sort of up to leading up to it the, yeah. like if they did a promotional deal that would be phenomenal watching those two working together Are I mean you, no offense to Mark Breland but you're no Floyd Mayweather
3: like every couple of weeks you get an update from the camp showing what he's doing yeah I think
1: that would be cool yeah. It'd be awesome that's a good one
3: and where's the fight going to be
1: uh, I haven't it's gonna be in England somewhere I haven't seen them so we're gonna get it at some weird time of day so. Yeah. If it's, uh, let's say it'll be like 10 o'clock here. No, I can't do that. i have no. to do it like in the middle of the day. It'll be the yeah. middle of the day fight.
3: It'll be like 10 o'clock there, but here.
1: It'll be 3 five, o'clock. 7, yeah. 3 or 4 o'clock, yeah. What is it, six hours difference? Which I'm cool with that. Yeah, I love that. I don't mm-hmm. like having to stay up till midnight to watch. And by the way, whatever they put on the undercard, it needs to not suck as bad as the last time around because it was trash.
3: Maybe it needs to be afterwards.
1: Yes. <laughs> Something old Dominic could make uh, palatable, though. Had a couple of sips of it on the uh, lead up to the fight last time around. I'll be looking forward to having some leading up to the next fight. Now that John Neighbors has paid up on his uh, bet to U.S. Yeah. for the Arkansas basketball bet you guys made Arkansas, a few weeks ago. Auburn,
3: the first day when uh, Isaiah Joe was out with an injury.
1: When Arkansas pulled one out of their, or Alvin another out of their butt, um, I'm going to pay up and we're going to have a little old Dominic as a pregame. So you need to catch you on a day when you're not working. Or. Might be tonight. On a night when I really want to watch closely.
3: The problem is I don't. I, I probably won't know until it's time to go on if I'm going on. So I can't
1: just go out and
3: drink, and then all of a sudden they're like, no, you can go ahead and go do some sports tonight.
1: We're going to have a hard time having a drink and dinner tonight because I won't be here. But if I was, it would be <laughs> well, I'll fine. I'll be at your house. You just I'll give you I'll a key. Be your Old Dominic. Old Dominic is a great brand, a craft distillery in the heart of downtown Memphis, now here in central Arkansas. Check it out. I know it's at a number of different bars and restaurants, and – it's also in your local favorite Spirits shop. They have the original Hewling Station bourbon. It's outstanding, hunter-proof, small batch, high rye, really good. Then they've got the Memphis Toddy, which is a new take on that Hewling Station. They add some citrus and some spices. It's really unique, great in cocktails, and good alone, too. Then they've got the Memphis Vodka, the Honey Bell Citrus Vodka, and now, coming soon, I don't know if it's in stores yet, but it will be this month, gin. That's right, old Dominic expanding the portfolio into the gin realm, my friends. Ah, Yes. Juniper berries being put to good use finally, so we will uh, have to try some of that out soon. I've not had the gin yet, but the other four fantastic, and a great story with old Dominic out of Memphis as well. So you can look up a little bit more; they're online and uh, check it out. It's better to just have a sip of it. You can read about why you're sipping it. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're looking to sell your home, you're tired of trying to sell your home. It's what what did Yoda to say, Wes? Do or do not. There is no try. Okay, you're gonna to try to sell your home. Good luck. You want to sell your home, Dustin Turner. That's how it works. It's real simple. Even Yoda knows that. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I won't do it. I won't, I won't do it. You did it, kind of. I mm. can. Mm. Anyway, Dustin Turner wants to help you. He can. Uh, he helped Wayne. He's helped Brad and Erica. He helped a guy named Justin up in Conway, who for months tried to sell his house with an agent, and then he tried to go Fisbo. Oh, boy. Don't do that, man. It's a big mistake. It's like, oh, I'm on fire. Let me see what I can do. Uh, where's the gasoline? For sale by owner, no success. He hired Dustin Turner, who made suggestions to help him get his home shined up and ready to rock and roll. And get guess what? Hit the market on Friday, and instantly, this once-ignored house became the hottest property in Conway. Buyers were lined up, and it sold in four days. That's the kind of success story we like to share, and that's the kind of success story that you can have with your home as well. So if your home's still on the market, and the only offers you're getting are lower than you hope for, or maybe you're not getting any offers at all, Dustin Turner wants to help. Skip the prepping, showings, open houses. Go straight to Seoul. Or Dustin Turner can help you negotiate through multiple offers to get the most money. That's the kind of problem you're going to be having, not I can't get anybody to look at my house. If I was going to sell my home, Dustin Turner would be the guy I would call because he's got a proven track record of success, and that's what you want if you're trying to sell your home. You don't want to try to do it. You want to do it. 501-952-2969. 501-952-2969. Hometeamsoldit.com. And he doesn't tie you into a contract. You can get out any time you want, but why would you want to? So what is the downside? There isn't one. Call Dustin Turner and his team. Today. Got some basketball news. Is it breaking?
3: The Belt Conference has announced that they are moving the postseason
1: basketball tournament for the men and women. To Hot Springs, where it was really successful? No. Oh, they're going to move it to a different location in New Orleans, where the conference is based.
3: No. What are they going to do, Wes? They're going to send it to Florida. Oh! And I was thinking, there's there aren't any teams... In the Sun Belt Conference in Florida.
1: Not anymore. No. Florida International, Florida Atlantic no longer playing the Sun Belt. But they're going to Pensacola. Okay, I like Pensacola. This makes no sense. Did the Major League Baseball commissioner come up with this idea? This is the dumbest idea I've heard in some time for a league that does a lot of dumb things.
3: 21, 22, 23, 24, oh, 25.
1: Five-year contract. Thank God they made a long-term commitment to a place that nobody will go and watch their games. <laughs> what are, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but the uh, good news is they're going to return to uh, the format where all the teams go to the conference tournament and not play it on campus. And
1: okay, you didn't tell me that. They're going
3: to try to have everybody go to uh, the conference tournament.
1: That is the only way it makes sense. It's like, okay, we're going to a great spring break destination. Everybody's invited. You can already make your plans in advance, whether your team's good, bad, or indifferent. They're going to be there. You might as well tag along. And then if your team gets bounced in the first round because they stink, so what? Go sit on the beach and drink it like David Bowser used to back in the day.
3: Twelve team format. So everybody makes it. Everybody goes down there. End of the year, celebrate, have fun at Pensacola. It was a bidding process, so Pensacola won the bid. I don't know what kind of a bid and who all all they beat out. but
1: I still like Hot Springs better because it was actually attended well. I've been to New Orleans when it was there. Nobody goes. I don't know how Pensacola will be. But inviting all the teams is a step in the right direction for this league.
3: And like uh, Hot Springs, Pensacola is going to do something similar where they're going to have more than one gym, so there will be games going on at the same time so you can pick – which game you want to go to. Can they play outside on the beach? <laughs> that, could, that would be money. That would be good. Why
1: not have an arena where they got like one whole wall that overlooks the ocean? Hmm. I mean, you could build seats around three sides and have one that's just a big glass wall overlooking the ocean. Or Wouldn't a that retractable
3: be awesome? roof. So if it's nice outside, just pull the roof back and
1: play it outside. Kind of. Mm-hmm. I think my idea is better, but okay. I see you working. What else you got? Um. Also, the, the
3: SEC. Yeah. Women's SEC all t- – all, uh, what is it? The all-SEC team is out for the women. Okay. And Arkansas has a couple people on the uh, – well, one on the first team, Alexis Tolfrey, Woo! the senior out of Conway. Congratulations to her. And Chelsea Dungey made second team all-SEC. No also- Amber Ramirez love, huh? No, no Amber Ramirez. She had to be right there close, though. She had a really so. good year. Mm-hmm. I got to mention Jordan Danbury, also out of Conway. She made <gasps> – out of Conway. She made second team All-SEC. Where'd she start her career? At Arkansas. Where is she now?
1: Uh, ask Jimmy Dykes. Well, how come you suck up to, uh, you hate Reggie Perry, but you're, you're sucking up here? Because she's it... from Arkansas? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's Jimmy Dykes' fault that she's not here anymore? Um, I would guess so. Ooh-hoo-hoo! Uh, by the way, State now. I completely retract what I said about the Sun Belt. Now that I know they're inviting all the teams and people can plan in advance to go to a nice location like Pensacola, Pensacola. actually makes some sense. I kind of dig that. Actually, Pensacola's fun. Pensacola's great. I got no problem I love with that. it. Go I watch the Jets. I've actually not spent any time there. I've seen the Jets from Pensacola fly over Gulf Shores. Oh, they got some
3: Beach. good golf courses there too. I'm sure of that. Maybe we should go. Let's go.
2: It's the place. There's no place else like home. It's the circle of chairs around your fire pit.